The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What a world! Welcome to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, January 26th, 2023. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy. And before we continue, I would like to remind you that the Ocho is presented to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, the jerky that helps fuel your Dallas Cowboys. That is correct. Righteous Felon Jerky and Biltong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center Training Facility. Each two-ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein, Biltong 32, and each meat stick appropriately has Ocho grams of protein. If it's good enough for the Cowboys, it has got to be good enough for you as well. Righteous Felon uses locally sourced all-natural black Angus beef and prides itself on superior quality, revolutionary branding, and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering. Head to RighteousFelon.com and use discount code BTB15 at checkout to get 15% off of your order. That is RighteousFelon.com, discount code BTB15 for 15% off of your order. Um, it sucks, all right? It sucks. The Dallas Cowboys lost. Their season is over. We now have to deal with that reality. We have no Cowboys football for a very long time. We're not going anywhere here at Blogging the Boys. We get that question every year. We'll still have podcasts every day. We'll still have shows. We'll still have videos. So make sure you subscribe here to the podcast network and subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. Uh, working on, uh, I talked about this on the post game. working on setting up some sort of like you know, franchise mode that we can kind of have some some sort of tie to. I think that would be fun. So um, we'll see how um, how the offseason, you know, starts to unfold for the Cowboys. We've seen a number of different things already. Uh, the report from the Dallas Morning News that Zeke Gullitz wanted to take a pay cut. Uh, Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, obviously, doing their interviews. Maybe one of them is going to wind up being a head coach. Maybe they are already a head coach by the time you're listening to this because that's how things happen. Uh, for what it's worth, at the moment, it is 3.10 p.m. Central Standard Time on Wednesday, January 25th for me. Um, it sucks. Like you, You've got to admit that to yourself, right? If you're trying to find some sort of silver lining, there isn't one. The fact that the season is over, the fact that the drought continues, the fact that the Cowboys are, have gone another year without even appearing, let alone winning, let alone winning the game beyond um, the NFC Championship game is very, very frustrating. And 
Um, I've, I've sort of been thinking, like we all have, over the course of the last few days about new realities, right? Because some of these things are the same. Some of these things are things we've experienced before. Again, the drought and the memes and the jokes and the whatevers. Um, and I'm not going to say that um, Dak Prescott doubt or debate is a new thing, um, but I feel a new way. And I'm not going to do the, like, I supported Dak and I don't support him anymore type thing. Like, I know there's a little, you know, some pivots happening and stuff and, and whatever. People are allowed to feel the way they want to feel. Um, the new thing I feel is there's nowhere for Dak to hide. And I don't say that um, to imply that, that you know, anything before this has, has been an excuse, right? Like, oh, well, we've been able to, you know, kind of lie or whatever. Like, I think there have been legitimate and viable things to look at as, you know, things that were the main culprits, the main issues for Cowboys teams falling short in the past. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and say that, that Dak was the reason the Cowboys fell short as a team across the season. I think he was the reason on Sunday against San Francisco. There's no doubt about that. Um, but because of that, and because that was the final game, and because of the narrative and the power of it all, that is going to be, you know, kind of a storyline that, that is, is driven really hard over the next, I don't know, six to eight months. Um, and I know that that sounds really, <laughs> really frustrating when you say it out loud right now. Um, but I don't know how this changes. And again, you know, I say that understanding, um, the the simplicities of that right like it changes if the Cowboys show up next season and win the Super Bowl but there's nowhere to hide like that the Dak discourse is a thing now and again it has always been a thing but it is a different thing I, I do feel that way and it, maybe I'm not you know describing it or, or doing a, a great job of, of kind of painting the picture that I'm seeing in my mind uh, which is why I brought in a great friend of mine Justice Mosqueda somebody I work with we had him here on the show uh, the week of Cowboys Packers because Justice works at Acme Packing Company um, our website that covers the Green Bay Packers and so um, the reason I had Justice on I know you might be thinking like hey why'd you have the Packers guy on to talk about that there are a handful of people on a national level and, and Justice does work for us on a national level um, people who don't live in cowboy land the way you and I do there are people um, removed emotionally at least from all of this that do believe in Dak Prescott that believe him to be one of the better young I don't know that you can say young anymore right? <laughs> like it's such a young man's game to be for him to be they believe him to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and you can define one of the best however you want I'm not saying he's top five I'm not putting out a number I'm not starting that argument here today he is one of the top tier he's a quarterback that you would not be disappointed to have I guess is maybe the best way to put it justice is somebody who believes that so I just kind of wanted to talk this out with him justice obviously um, in rooting for the Packers um, you know has kept tabs on Mike McCarthy uh, over the last last three years and so um i thought his opinion would be very very valuable so without further ado let's go ahead and get to it you can watch our conversation by the way on the blog and the boys youtube channel as well we have had a lot of things happening over there this week like i said just because it's the off season does not mean that the content stops for us um so make sure you keep tabs on everything but justice mosqueda of acme uh, goodness gracious of acme packing company joins me next right here on the ocho very pleased now to be joined by the one, the only, the internationally famous. There's James Bond, and then there's Justice Mosqueda from SB Nation's Acme Packing Company. That really is is an underselling way of um, of kind of telling people who you are, Justice. You were here ahead of the Cowboys Packers game um, a few months ago now, but you really are, I think, the most like most immersed person I have ever encountered in, in my job um, in football world. Like you, you have feet footprints in all sectors of football. It feels like. I mean, I like it. 
I love it. I breathe it. Yeah, I, I worked in personnel for a little bit, worked in media, did the draft stuff, have gone big into teams, big into schemes of coach. So, yeah, got a, got a little feeler in, in a little bit of everything, I guess. Well, so it's for that reason that um, – so when you joined SB Nation and we officially became coworkers, I was pumped because I was like, well, that justice dude, like he like he knows what he's talking about, right? And so, like, you know, we become a little bit more chummy, hanging around the, like, uh, virtual water cooler, so to speak. And you, unbeknownst to me, I find out are a Dak guy, right? Like there are so few people that aren't connected to the Cowboys that believe in Dak Prescott. They, I'm not saying they don't exist, but it, you know better than me. Um, you are a minority as far as non-Cowboys people that believe him to be a, a functional, very good quarterback. In fact, um, I saw you tweet uh, at Ben Baldwin when he quoted the um, the Dan Orlovsky power rankings. You, you, I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you effectively said that Dak and Joe Burrow were the same quarterback, right? Was they're, with- they're very similar. Okay. They're extremely similar. I mean, that's my my comparison for Burrow coming out was was Dak. So I, I don't know if I'm biased in that way, but you watch the way that they operate from like um not even necessarily from the gun, but like from empty, they can run all the protection, stuff like that. I understand there's physical limitations, right? Like sure. these guys aren't they're not Joe Burrow, they're not or not uh Josh Allen, they're not, you know, Patrick Mahomes, but you know, as, as far as efficient quarterbacks, I sent you that stat from Next Gen Stats, and you were like, "This is my personal hell." But <laughs> Next Gen Stats had a uh, so so the number one quarterback in the league in terms of positive EPA this season from like a percentage standpoint, Dak Prescott had fifty two percent. That's the same as Patrick Mahomes, and then right after them, it's Jimmy Garoppolo with the uh, Kyle Shanahan training <laughs> wheels, and then Josh Allen at forty nine percent. So, you know, in terms of positive plays, like. Dak's going to get you on base a whole lot. And, the, you know, there's a lot to be said about that. That's a really great way to put it, though, is he's going to get on base. And, like, I don't even mm-hmm. think he's, like, you know, he's, he's not just, like, going to hit three singles. But he's, he's going to go three for four with, like, two doubles in a single. You know what I mean? But then, like, yeah. you know, at the end of the game, it's going to be like, well, he didn't hit any home runs. He didn't have any RBIs. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, that's where the shortcoming is. Obviously, this is a really delicate time for Cowboys fans season ending uh, a few days ago. And I think even you and your Dak support would admit that a lot of that, if not most of it, was on him. He did not play a great game. Right. Um, and, and that's OK. Right. Like multiple things. Could be, it's not the OK. Game before, the game before he was lights out. Like, right, no. I don't understand. Like how we forget this. Like I understand one game sample size. It sucks to lose at the end of the season. Someone's got to be blamed. I'd still continue betting on Dak, though. Like, so then where I, do I understand you... the interceptions, but. What, like be the guy or be that guy like where do you rank him like like if you have to tier them you have to rank them like add whatever Ooh. qualifier you want because this is what the conversation um i don't know if you saw this like people are now like oh brock per i would take brock purdy over deck i would take i mean Good you know the, the discourse Lord that comes out of no more with the brock purdy enough enough i can't believe this i saw him have like statistically like it's something like the third best playoff game in the history of the nfl he didn't make any throws, and he missed a couple of them. Like I, I'm done. The Kyle Shanahan training wheels quarterbacks, they're not real. Imagine oh. Dak, Dak with Kyle Shanahan. It'd be insane. It they, would they be insane. But like, game. but to that point, like, imagine Kirk Cousins with Kyle Shanahan. I know you love Kirk, right. but like that would be elite too. You know what I mean? Like, like the the training wheels are a very very real thing. Um. So okay, like you've you've worked personnel you've done all sorts of football jobs like we've said you've got to build a team like the same kind of general cookie cutter question you're taking Mahomes over Dak you're taking Burrow over yeah. Dak I imagine w- where else like where where does the line end for you uh Herbert Lamar 
Sell the uh, truther. I'm with you, but keep going. I'm yeah, I am a little yeah. truther. I will be that guy. Um Josh Allen. Let me know if Matthew Stafford is healthy. Wow. So that, then, that, you're you're kind of alone on that. I'm not I'm not riding the, the Stafford. I thought here. Stafford, what he did last year in the pocket was insane. Um I think I mean people are gonna say like no Jalen Hurts. That's the question you're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would still go Dak right now. Why? I know I, I know I, that's unpopular, but well, like, like why? Just... Like he's on Twitter at Jumosk. We talked about how you would pronounce that J U M O S Q. Um, it, you can go Ju, Ju, whatever you want. Uh, but why? Like, what is like? Explain the why. That's that's because this gets caught up into like he led the league in interceptions. He missed five games. Blah blah blah. Like all this stuff. How come nobody's talking about Josh Allen this way? Like these are the things that Cowboys fans are are hearing and saying to one another. So with. Hurts, I think he is just really helped out with that offensive line and those skilled players. When you look at um, their success numbers in the running game, it's hilarious how far ahead of everyone else in the league they are. And what you can do in the passing game when you're that good at running the ball, in part because he can run the option and they're they're willing to do that with him and they're willing to just say, oh, fourth and one, we'll just have a tight end push him across the line from under center. Like, I understand all those things and how um, it, it correlates with him being the quarterback. But I, I think if you put Dak in the same spot, he would have similar numbers, I guess. That, that's the toughest thing is, you know, looking at the turmoil on the offensive line for the Dallas Cowboys, looking mm-hmm. at the fact that Dak is in and out of the lineup. He's been hurt the past couple of years, right, obviously. Um, looking at the skill guys, right? Like, I understand like the 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 best skill guy is probably Tony Pollard, and he's not even getting a full share of the snaps. And there's all those arguments about that. And CD's kind of like the one wide receiver. I thought Gallup had a really disappointing year this year. I don't know if Cowboys fans are feeling the same way. Um, I I, I just feel like there's. There's definitely a better world for Dak Prescott than the situation that he's in in Dallas right now, which. So I agree with you Um, and everything you said, like you're I wouldn't say you're tugging, but like all these threads are already out. You know what I mean? So you're just like kind of kicking the loose threads like they have all the slack in the world already. Um, You mentioned the EPA stat that you sent me. I didn't send this to you. I don't know if you saw it. Austin Gale tweeted it on um, on Wednesday, the day we're recording it. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, I'm going to slack this to you while I'm explaining it. Um, People are kind of coming from Michael Gallup right now, and that's a really unfortunate thing. Um, I think the Cowboys set him up a little bit poorly, right? Like, hey, come back, bounce back from your torn ACL, like be the guy. And and we sit here and we say like, well, they traded away Amari Cooper. And like, it's not just that they traded away Amari Cooper. It's that, okay, fine, you traded away Amari and you did not supplement that at all. Like the plan Mm -hmm. to fill the void was Michael Gallup. I mean, I, I remember you on draft weekend. I was, and I was like, very, Tyler Smith yeah. is a pretty solid offensive lineman. And you're like, we needed a receiver. It we needed out. a like, receiver. And I, I look, I will eat all the Tyler Smith crow. Like, and you know, now the Cowboys have a left tackle for a decade, seemingly, right? Like, so like that is a very nice world to live in. And it'll be awesome to get Terrence Steele back. Like that, that is, they're also pointing up there. But they're the only way they, everybody, after the first round wide receiver didn't happen, everybody kind of pivoted to wanting George Pickens. Like that was the name that go get George Pickens. Well, turns out kind of a good football player. Uh, but the Cowboys took Jalen Tolbert in the third round, did nothing. And the only time Jalen Tolbert actually did anything was against your Packers uh, when, he had, <laughs> when he had the illegal formation and complained about it and blamed the refs. 
uh, which was really, really frustrating. But so the plan to fill the void left by Amari Cooper was CD would blossom, which he did. But then nobody filled the CD role like that, like from last right. year. You get what I'm saying? And Michael Gall didn't do it. James Washington, the first free agent signing of the offseason, didn't do it. Jalen Tober didn't do it. If, if you look at what I sent you, the of all Dallas Cowboys pass catchers, the second most positive EPA generated by any of them was T.Y. Hilton, who, who didn't join yeah. the team until December. That's stupid when you say it out loud. Yeah, I mean, you you watch their offense, and it's pretty clear CD's the guy, and he's kind of the only dude that you have to kind of game plan around. I mean, I know there's probably going to be Dalton Schultz discourse from here until free agency with you guys, right? Um, Everybody's but, out. Like, there's there's no, like, Dalton Schultz guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, after that out. game, I mean, probably not. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean – I just think he probably needs a couple more weapons. Now, with that being said, there have been a couple birdies who have told me Kellen Moore might not be so happy with how this offense is going. And he he thinks and, – and, and this is where it gets to playing styles, right? Because I guess the concern is what can Dak do off of, like, under center play action, right? And if you think about, like, the Cowboys and how – traditionally they've been built right like they gave zeke that money it's not to run from the gun or anything like that it's not to pass catch it's to run up the middle from under center right they've traditionally had a very good offensive line wise so you can establish the run and then play action off of that now is there a legitimate concern about Dak off of play action and how those kind of things mesh right like that that's where I would hear the argument and being like, well, maybe this isn't necessarily like a one-to-one system fit. Cause when I do think of Dak and what he does well, it's being, it's like being a point guard. Right. Mm-hmm. And not like, I, I guess that's almost like a dated term now because all these point guards in the NBA are shooting for 30 points a game and stuff, but like being the distributor, you know, from the pocket, being able to go into empty and just like, yep. I can get us in the right play. I can get us in the right protection and I could deliver the ball in the right spot. And that's not really like the under center play action stuff. It's like, you're trying to take shots, right? Like that, that's really what you're trying to do. And that's where I'm like, yeah, I probably wouldn't use Dak. Like that's probably not the best way to use Dak from an efficiency perspective. And I guess that's kind of where the, uh, the frustration is probably setting in, in, in Dallas. So, I mean, how many I – know, I know he's taking head coaching interviews. I don't know how many spots Kellen um, would year, be like an actual only, candidate. Only one. He's, he's only had one interview, um, and it's with the Panthers. And with he's Panthers. had like – yeah, he's had like the second round of interest. Um, Steve Wilkes obviously has two. Um, I mean, this is also like – this is a third year that Kellen's taking head coaching interviews. I mean, he's not even 35 yet. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of nuts when you – And he still hasn't gotten him. a gig. I mean, that's – I'm sure that's why – his frustration was building a little bit because he's like, oh, man, my name is cooling off. Well, he's and only like, been a head coach or a, co- a coach in general for five years. He was right. the quarterback's coach right away and then immediately became offensive coordinator. And so, I mean, like, you know, like he, this was his fourth year. Like, it's really rare uh, to, mm-hmm. to you know, reach four years. In fact, um, I, we, I forget we we did this over the last offseason. I think that since like 2008, only 15 offensive coordinators have made it to a fourth year. And one of them, incidentally, was Scott Lenehan uh, with the Cowboys. So, like. I don't know if that's just like the Cowboys not wanting to get off the pot kind of thing. Um, with no, I was looking at DC's the other day and I was like, 
Joe Barry is one of like the longest tenured DCs in the NFL right now. And he's only been on the job for like two years. Like <laughs> Minnesota hired Ed Donatel and canned him already. Like, yeah, coordinators change like crazy. It's not a job. You're either falling or you're, you're rising, you know, in terms of the NFL ranks. And I think that's where like the, the target has always been on deck, right? Like, I mean, Cowboys quarterback, whatever, but like, I think people are kind of tired, like, like bagging on Kellen or blaming Kellen. Like, I'm not saying Kellen is wonderful or, or completely fallible, but like everybody's kind of exhausted of that. Like, I think every, like Dak has been the lowest on the priority list of like the hit list, right? Like everybody's come for McCarthy. You know what that's like? Everybody's come for Kellen Moore. Everybody's come for the Zeke contract and, you know, blah, 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 you know, trying to build your team like the 90s. Like there's kind of nowhere left for Dak. Like, the, you know what I mean? There's no yeah. like shield. And that, that's why I do think the discourse, aside from the fact that he had the interceptions and he played really poorly, you know, with the season on the line, but like. This is the like the offseason of reckoning for Dak because like they could get out of the deal, his deal next year if they don't touch next it year. this offseason. Yeah. Um, so like Which, this is that's a huge point because, you know, I, I, I've seen people talk about, you know, a Dak potential trade even like this offseason. I'm like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not practical. Um, but yeah, I mean, a thing everyone should be watching is do they touch it? Right. Because you're either creating cap space or you're trying to get out of it at this point. And you almost tell it a year ahead of time. So if they don't touch Dak's contract, I think it'll be telling what kind of a market they're in. And, oh, hey, you know, there was a quarterback who played three state title games in AT&T Stadium who had his ACL surgery done by Dallas's team. So they have his medicals. Like, I don't know. Um. I mean, yeah, like it is crazy how quickly time goes. Not every franchise justice is fortunate enough to have a franchise quarterback for like 15 years at a time. You know what I mean? And only get two Super Bowls out of it, though, you know, for what it's worth. Uh, love's coming, baby. Don't <laughs> you worry about it. But, um, but you're right. Like, and, and we kind of thought that last year when they didn't touch the Zeke deal, because we kind of thought mm -hmm. like they might touch the Zeke deal and kick some of this down the road and lock him into 2023. But they didn't, which is why we're having that conversation right now, although there are the reports that he's open to the pay cut. But I'm with you. It, they did kind of build this deal to, you know, alleviate some space kind of annually. They've done that. Like, it's not a foreign thing. Like, the Cowboys have done it with, like, Tyron Smith and stuff. Like, it's, it's set up that same way. Uh, but if they didn't, that would be the, a really tense summer. You know what I mean? If they didn't touch Dak's deal. Yeah, I, I do think that they are in a spot where it's – I mean, you don't want to say pro – I mean, he's made a Pro Bowl and stuff before but and he's it, it's funny you look at the landscape of the nfc quarterbacks that's one of the better nfc he's, quarterbacks he, he might be number two like he i mean yeah. he really like even if you consider jalen hurts to be number one i'm sorry i interrupted you but like like no offense to aaron Rodgers, he's not there right now tom brady's obviously not there right now i mean so like who who is the second best quarterback in the nfc if it's not Dak? kyler kirk like those are the options that we're talking yeah. about here it, there's, there's not that many which is why i think it's funny but i i do think he is not necessarily an approve it for like his skill set, but like almost like approve it in terms of like the structure of the Cowboys and like where they're going and the scheme fit and all that stuff. I, I do think it's kind of heading there where there is a little uneasiness going into, into this upcoming season. I mean, it is what it is. And I do think if push comes to shove, I do think Dallas would do things like entertain, like, Hey, is Kyler happy? Right, like is is Kyler happy in Arizona after this offseason? Like, could could we try to make a play for him? Could we try to make a play for someone else? Like, I I do think they would entertain it next year if you know if yeah, it's more similar the same. numbers, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's okay. 
That's what do you, well, what do you make if of you that? let that go? You're gonna get draft picks for him, like and stuff like that. They'll have a plan at quarterback. I don't think they'll go into the offseason blind. Like, root for your quarterback, and whatever happens, happens. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What do you make of that? Um, Because that's like this take has been thrown out a lot. Like, look, Mahomes and Burrow, they're quarterbacks that can elevate. They can they can be the straw that stirs the drink. You have the quarterbacks who can carry a team, but then you have guys who you have to surround them with elite talent. Like, what a shocker! You know that any you know all time quarterback. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, they not have yeah. Like what? Mahomes has like the best pass catching tight end ever. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, right? And and Burrow has a guy that he's had chemistry with since he was at LSU. But. The Burrow point is legitimate from the offensive line standpoint, right? Like, especially yeah, like recency bias. Cause it's like, Holy crap, this offensive line fell apart and he's still like pulling it off, whatever. But yeah, like, he does get the piss beat out of him. Right. So like the people are putting Dak and I, I'm not like, I don't have the energy to like have this fight anymore, but like they're putting him into that category. Look, he can be great. If you surround him with great talent again, what a foreign concept that like great players are better with like great. Oh, like, I feel like that guy is like Kirk cousins where you're like, he is going to crap the bed unless you give him, Justin Jefferson. And I just think Dak is a different tier than he is. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I don't believe that. I, I think Dak is a quality quarterback. I think if he hit the open market, he would get probably something close to like whatever Deshaun got. Like if it was like a true right. open market bidding, um, I, I think he's right around, top like eight ten whatever that cutoff is but i think it's less important about like the number than like the tier he is not in the kirk cousins tier he is above that tier which is like yeah you hold on to him unless you have a much better option like uh we mentioned lamar and you know how people were like uh man i know you mentioned this on the nfl show too like i don't know why people were like counting his practices missed like that was so strange You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, like Lamar's now missed 48 practices. Like, like who, when does that ever happen? But um, in a similar way, the monetary value associated with Dak became like burned into people's minds. Like, so people are like, you can't pay him $40 million, $40 million for a quarterback right now. Yeah, you cheap. can. Yeah, no, but like, that's what Aaron I'm saying. Ro- like, Aaron Rodgers went eight and nine and pa- the Packers are begging for him to come back on $60 million in cash just for next season. <laughs> You that's can what I'm pay saying. Dak 40 million. It's fine. It that's matter. my point. Is like like when that happened, people decided that 40 million dollars was like this infinite value of money. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Deshaun's making more than that, right? Like Josh Allen's making more than that now, right? Like the $40 million mark is is cheap now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like when Matt – maybe it's just like the, the like round nice numbers, but it was like when Matt Ryan hit $30 million a year, that became the like you can't pay a guy – like Matt, Matt, Matt Ryan's $30 million a year became like pennies like very quickly after. Yeah. It's the, – the money for quarterbacks, we got to stop thinking about it. And I know right. everyone is like – I know everyone does the whole thing where it's like – um, rookie contracts and how important that stuff is and you know you can build around the team but you you do the math and it's like okay so if we give say Geno Smith right like Geno Smith right now might make he's gonna hit free agency or if he does hit free agency he'll make what like 25 a year mm-hmm. so the difference between Dak and Geno is 15 million that's in offensive linemen now because it's you know everyone's pay is going right. up like crazy, right? So, what? like, what you could have paid Elton Jenkins? Like, is that the difference? <laughs> you take, do you think the difference between Dak Prescott and Geno Smith is Elton Jenkins? Like, yeah, come on, like, just I mean, you got you got to get on base in the draft, and you got to have a quarterback, and those are the only two truths, you know, in the NFL, in you know, to win a get to win a championship in the NFL, unless you're Kyle Shanahan and you can just have Brock Purdy or whoever under center. Um. You've done the baseball thing, like you are kind of Jonah Hill in Moneyball with the like, you know, I'm like you're paying for runs. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's who you've like that. That's that's like the. Are, are you a Mariners fan? I think you are. No, no, I'm a Doyers fan. How? Uh, Julio, he's Mexican and he pitches. Okay. So okay. <laughs> he, he said I have a good left arm and a bad left eye. So okay. that was that's- enough for me. Okay, that works. But I mean, well, that's your that's your territory. So that's why I didn't know if like the Mariners were your thing. Like, also, you kind of embody the like the energy of Mariners fans. You know what I mean? Like this, like hey, I do. So PNW um, baby can't get yeah. it out of me. Uh, but and, well, and because you do root for the Blazers, that's why I thought you were gonna like make a Dak Dame Lillard thing when you were talking about the point guards. But no, I I can't talk about the Blazers after they gave up uh, that <laughs> massive loss, that massive lead against the uh, Lakers, and didn't score at all in the third quarter. So, um. It's a tough time for like this is going to be a really really tough. I'm sure you're open wounds, dude. It's open well, wounds right now. I get that, but like, th- come this on, is all- you guys can do a lot worse than Dak. I think you are well suited to answer this question, um, and act- maybe even more suited than I am at this point because I find it like if if Aaron Rodgers is traded to the Jets, it will be incredible how like history has like literally repeated itself in that you know yes. way, shape, or form. Also, um, it would be incredible for him to play for Woody Johnson whose money comes from Johnson and Johnson. So uh that'd I be fun for me to check out. You know, um I will miss if Aaron Rodgers leaves. You're um the fact that you have to like so astutely tune into the Pat McAfee show every week. Um I know that every you enjoy week, that. Can't sleep <laughs> in the morning. Any day could be Rodgers is coming back or Rodgers said something or Rodgers is on this podcast on that one. Yeah. Um uh, Okay, so where I think you're well suited the question I think you're well suited to answer. For the first time ever in Dak's career, I now feel like he is partly weighed down by the ghosts of, of, of Cowboys past, right? Like the Packers don't have as, as prominent of ghosts, but like there are, are different kinds of ghosts, right? Like every franchise deals with it in their own way, whatever. Um, but like I do now feel like I because he came in in such a different way, like he came in, started right away, right? Like was this rookie sensation was super cool and the team like gravitated towards him, whatever. So it, it didn't feel like the dawn of the Romo era just to compare him to at least his predecessor. Um, but now it does feel like and I'm sure you've seen like the memes and stuff like he's got the same playoff record as Romo can't get past the divisional round like Romo. He's got all the like very, very sort of similar resume at this point in time. 
and it as of late has felt like Rodgers is kind of fighting the like far of mystique, right? And so like it kind of feels like that's where Dak is. I don't know if you agree. As as an impartial observer, do you kind of feel like that that is a thing that that is now arriving and as he turns 30 this offseason? Well, I do think it's a thing because you guys keep bringing it up. I mean, <laughs> how many times do we have to see like, you know, before the game they were showing uh, what was it? They had the photos of uh, the baby photos of all the kids. <laughs> You know, at at the time that the Cowboys last uh, won their playoff game or whatever it was, and they keep bringing up the 90s, and, you know, we haven't won since the 90s. The Bears haven't won a Super Bowl in longer than that. They don't do that. The Niners haven't. The, 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 yeah. the, the team who just beat them haven't. I, that gets that. lost, too. Yeah, that's why I'm like, uh, I'm sure it's like a thing now because you guys are like manifesting it almost. You guys are playing with the Ouija board, summoning the ghosts. Wow. That's a problem. So along those lines, um, you're, we were talking before we started recording about your fashion. Um, I noticed uh, Dak on the plane to Tampa and the plane to San Francisco. He wore some like kind of nineties uh, Cowboys hats, like the shark I, tooth. Yes. Um, I saw that too. And I, I, I really thought because he didn't just do it for one game. I really kind of thought he was like, I don't know, like manifesting or whatever. Like you know, we're, we're putting an end to this type of thing, like t- sort of thing. But you're right. Like they do kind of like like to live there. You know what I mean? They, they yeah. do sort of like embrace it. Like that's why. Like I kind of appreciated when McCarthy was like, "Look, the, the sins of the past are not on us." You know what I mean? But th- he was yeah. the one who did do the baby picture thing. So it happens. Right. I'll just say, you, you'll see the the rift between Dak and maybe the coaching staff if if they start leaking stuff. And you start getting the hit pieces on deck. You'll, you'll know where it's coming from. Um, I've been there before. So, okay. This is my last sort of like question area. Um, we talked Dak. You believe. So basically anybody who doesn't believe justice thinks you're dumb and ugly. I think we're just like, okay, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take him. Um, I'll take him then. Plenty of teams. Would, would you, Dak actually, Prescott. let me, let me ask you, sir. Would, would you trade Aaron Rodgers for Dak Prescott straight up right now? Here's the problem. I really like Jordan Love. Um, In a Jordan Loveless world, if your starting quarterback can only be Rodgers or Dak. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would, especially considering uh, age. Right. I, yeah, I'm, I'll take the rest of Dak's career over the next year or two of Aaron. I mean, he might <laughs> retire this offseason. Good luck with that. So, um, that's I wouldn't trade the like the job that we have to do around. <laughs> around <laughs> um, okay, so. This is going to be year four of Mike McCarthy. You've mm-hmm. been there. You've done it. You've seen it. You've lived it. Advice, words of wisdom, like words from afar. Like what? Are, what is your perception of the Mike McCarthy era um, three years in? The Mike McCarthy I'm, era with the Cowboys, obviously. I'm not super impressed, but I am. I mean, he has changed as a coach. He's not as like dug into his own tendencies as he used to be, right? Like the fact that he – he hired his buddies, right, year one, and then had to can a lot of them, right? I mean, right. that shows growth when, you know, he was in Green Bay. He had uh, someone call plays for, like, half a season and was like, I'll never, ever, ever do that again. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we see how that works out. So, I mean, there has been growth, but, I mean, at the end of the day, he's kind of like a CEO guy. So, like, you're kind of going to judge – you're kind of going to judge him just off of like the strength of his coordinator hires. Right. And Dallas is always going to be willing to spend money, you know, on a coaching staff and stuff like that. So as long as you guys can find a replacement for, you know, a guy like a Dan Quinn, if he does end up leaving, like 
I think you'll be happy with him, but I don't know if he elevates anything, you know, to, to a higher level. I think there's more room for growth at head coach than there is at quarterback. I'll say that. I actually asked a friend of mine, um, like if he where he, like who he thought ranked higher and like in their respective positions, like McCarthy relative to head coaches or Dak relative to quarterbacks. You think the answer is Dak? I think it's Dak. Yeah. yeah. So if you think Dak is like eight or nine, again, like rounding here um, yeah. or approximating. So you think Mike McCarthy is like fringe top 10 coaches in the NFL? Uh, I'm going to look at a list right now. So would we would say... we would take all four of the conference teams, right? Like easily. Yeah. We would take McDermott. That's five. Yeah. I think some people would take Peterson, John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin. We're at seven. Yep. Um, Dan mean, Campbell. I'm not quite there, but I'm. I take Dan. I take Matt Lafleur. Um, um, I don't. I don't. I can't argue against McVay. Matt Lafleur. I'm. I'm not as big of a McVay truther as a lot of people. But oh I mean, come on! Well, like I'm. I'm fine. You're not it, taking McVay over. I, I didn't McCarthy? say that. I, I didn't okay. say. I'm just like I'm not fawning over McVay the way a lot of people have. To All be right. clear, I'm not. I'm not accusing you of fawning, but like you know the fawning exists. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm. I'm not gonna fawn, but I'm. I'm cool taking McVay. Um, I'm looking at my helmet. Tomlin, Be- we didn't even mention Belichick. Dayball, uh, Bel- Belichick, McDaniel is a guy that I'd at least consider. I think that's probably where my list. Did we mention Dable? I don't think we mentioned. Dable. I said. I said. Da- I oh. said Dable. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean that's more, more than ten. What? If, what about if Dan Quinn's on the list? I think Dan Quinn is right up there with him. Right. Um, maybe yeah, probably a little higher. So if, if Dan Quinn's Quinn on the list, defense, then you're putting Quinn ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's interesting. So, yeah. I mean, I think that I think he's a little underrated there, but I think Dak is like perfectly slotted. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if we put Dak around eight or nine, like, that feels really right. You can certainly argue McCarthy over, like, Dable or McVay. You know what I mean? Like, some of these other people, like, whatever. He doesn't have as great of a PR team as a lot of these other people do. Um, that, And you know that better than I do. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't know. He got a whole NFL network thing following him for an entire year, so. The more I look back on that, like, the more ridiculous it is. Like, especially Dude, the part- he said he spent a day with Pro Football Focus and now is in analytics. Um. People spend – this was the line I used at the time. People spend more time researching their fantasy drafts <laughs> than he spent with PFF. I The only, like, counter to that – I know you say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek – is, like, we have seen analytical principles within his style of coaching. He's, he's like, for sure grown. That's he's, what I'm saying. He's a like, better coach than he so, was in Green Bay. 100%. So, like, his actions live up to that – mystique you know what i'm saying like they're they're, he's not flawless but like he is not you know like a caveman or anything like that he does kind of you know jive with that um that's interesting that's i'm very interested to see what happens with dan quinn in a weird way like my last point on mccarthy i kind of i value kellen Moore. there's a lot of cowboys fans who are like get kellen Moore out of here i've seen it up blah 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 i value him but in a weird way like this year 2023 has to be the year where you figure out this era of Cowboys football. You have to yes, figure out Dak. 100%. You have to figure out McCarthy, right? Like, like you cannot, you know, things got to come together. A... It's right. It's so not like, separate pieces. Things have to come and, together. And something I've said from like, maybe after everybody bagged on McCarthy for 2020, that wasn't totally his fault. Obviously Dak got injured and stuff, but, um, but like something I said in that off season, as people were freaking out, was like, you cannot let the McCarthy era end without seeing him as a play caller. Like you know what I mean? Like you can't bring in the like guy who who made his hay in the NFL on the offensive side of the ball and never let him control the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. If you did, then the whole thing was stupid. You know what I mean? Like imagine hiring yeah. 
I don't know, whoever. Like, imagine hiring Bill Walsh and, like, being like, well, Kellen Moore is your offensive coordinator, Bill Walsh. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it just wouldn't make sense. So, yeah. I, I, I want to ask one thing. How okay. do you experience that final play? Um, What's your reaction? Because they come out, funky formation, get a timeout. Me, I'm like, holy crap, we're about <laughs> to see something. And then it comes out, Zeke's at center, he's ineligible. They did all that to to get one more guy, one more skill guy on the field. And then it's a slant and it got blown up. Um, so I've obviously thought about the final play both a lot and not a lot. Um, and it was weird. Like, you know how people say like a lot, like, oh, it's like watching a car crash in slow motion. It really was like that, uh, especially because yeah. of the timeout. And I saw in the hit um, was a little <laughs> car crash. Yeah, I saw Chris Long made this point on his podcast, like. It is amazing that they like not only so somebody was like, this is a good idea. And somebody else was like, I agree with you. This is a good idea. Right. And so they went and did it. And then the timeout happens and then they double down. Like the first person is like, yeah. I maintain this is a good idea. And the other person's <laughs> like, I'm still with you. This is a good idea. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, like maybe I'm OK with it if it's like, look, we got to run one thing. Nobody has any timeouts. We're just going off the play clock. We're trying to catch them off guard. But like. If they're calling a timeout, like they're clearly prepared. Again, not that it's like a flawless play to begin with, but like um, it somehow was more embarrassing than the final play last year. You know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't like, and that like some people argued that. Some people were like, I could kind of understand the quarterback draw. And like, you know, if you were like a lawyer and your job was to defend the QB draw, you could do it. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. maybe you wouldn't feel great about it, but you it's could. A tough, like, it's a tough job, but you could do it for sure. Right. Yeah. There's nothing here. Um, and the like, irony or whatever is like that could be zeke's last play as a <laughs> as a yeah. cowboy it's like and it's so funny that not only did it not work but that zeke gets blasted i mean like just all like <laughs> i actually really respect the niners for not like being soft in that moment you know what i mean like just like ending it they're and like then, put pressure on it putting pressure yeah and on then it. like okay season's on the line we're gonna throw it to Cavante turpin and that like this is the the catalyst right Th this is all we needed was zeke to block and give us a moment for Cavante <laughs> turpin i mean um i don't know man i don't like the end was so embarrassing like the dalton schultz thing like twice not, not yeah. getting out of bounds not getting your feet down and a moment i've said this a lot that dak is not catching enough heat for is almost taking that safety like dude how do yeah. you get anywhere near a position to almost take a safety like that like it's and that's what causes me to doubt Dak now is like there's a lot of evidence of him kind of shrinking in these big moments and like it's super lame to say like oh he, he comes up small in big moments but like that's kind of true at this point yeah no it, it is it I it is interesting because you it's true but it does sound like the uh like hot take right shock jock it's and that, like, that's why i feel well, dumb to win <laughs> tell him to win do it again but but it is true right like we we've seen that like and you can say like you know he's he's oh and three in the divisional round and so it's it's kind of stupid for a dude who's played seven seasons to to make his career about three games right but like yeah those are three really important also, games the rogers game absurd if I mean, Jared Cook doesn't make one of the best catches ever. Or, that, or if, or if Rodgers fumbles off of Jeff Heath, right? Like, And yeah. that's the thing. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, You can if and a lot of things when it comes to the Cowboys, but you could do that with anybody, right? Like, You could yeah. say like if this or if that, whatever. And so um, they just find a way to do this amazingly in the most like polarizing way possible to where people are going to like – and what's frustrating, and you 
I was gonna say you've been there. You haven't been there. Like you've you've you you haven't earned the the crud that I've earned or or, or walked through it the way I, I'm Andy Dufresne in the tunnel. I mean, you're you're red. <laughs> you got out like you know easily. Um, but like this op, like I said, there's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to run if you defend Dak this off season, right? Like like how can you? You know, because every it it does sound like hot take, sport jock, whatever. But people can be like, look how you played with the season on the line. Like you can't you cannot explain this away in any way, shape, or form. And th- that is uncharted territory for Dak. Like yeah. there's always been some sort of shield for him. There isn't anymore. That's why you got to use my shield, which was just yeah. He didn't have a good game. Look at the game before. He was good the game before, and that's Nobody- that's all you got. I, so um, this is the last thing I'll say. We'll get out of here. I, this brought you joy, I know. But when the um, when the Eagles blasted the Giants on Saturday night, I thought it was so funny how there was so much collateral damage for the Vikings. Right? Like even their season's over, Love it. but like Twitter is <laughs> Twitter is ablaze with like how bad were the Vikings? Like the Vikings should fire Ed Donatel again. And it's like the Giants are the team getting waxed here. Like why are we why are we yeah. throwing shade at the Vikings the, right now? The Daily Norseman was like, we're not gonna call them frauds. It's like you know. <laughs> You don't have to. You lost to them, so. Um, I think that's dumb. Both of those teams it, sucked. Both the of those teams time, were terrible. The only time I really felt like the Vikings were frauds, just I'll tell you, was when they complained about the cleat stuff. Like that was super loser energy. Like that was really, really, really weak. The um, biggest loser energy, right? Um, Especially so. when their training staff had like come out and said, like, "Yeah, the dudes just want to wear their fancy cleats, and they don't want to like actually." <laughs> Like we told him um, throughout the week, Kevin O'Connell after the game was like, "Yeah, guys got to wear the right cleats. They're professionals." It's like, that's what McCarthy said after the on. game in Green Bay. Well, like same sort of thing. But anyway, um, in a similar way, the the fact that the Cowboys lost now, like you know, nobody really cares about the Bucks. Like the moment Tom Brady officially leaves the Bucks, the Bucks return to like pure NFL insignificance. Yes, you know what I mean. But but like the Cowboys losing was like, oh. You mean the eight and nine bucks? You know, like when the week leading up to, to, to Dallas Tampa was like, I don't know, man. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? There like, were we, a lot of people who just said the, I don't pick against Brady. Right. And, I don't but pick like, against Brady. But now, because the Cowboys lost to the Niners, it's like, oh, psh, that win you're bragging about justice over the eight and nine bucks. You know, it's funny how like, something that a team has nothing to do with can like completely change their own narrative. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if the, if the Niners wax the Eagles this week, it will be like, well, Hey, you know, Dallas only lost to them, but a touchdown, you know, and it took like, they, they were in it on the final play, the Zeke snap, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's dumb and it's stupid and it's beautiful. And I hate everything. Um, <laughs> uh, justice last time you were on, uh, when you left, I asked you what you were watching on Netflix. So I will ask you that again. It doesn't have oh, to be yeah. Netflix. Give us something to. I have time now, so um, you've you've had some time for a few weeks. Um, couldn't get it done against Dan Campbell. See, like I think that's a that's a cope that fans use. Like now, you need Dan Quinn to be really good to to reverse justify why to the reverse Packers justify lost. why the Packers lost. <laughs> but um, is he gonna get the Broncos job? I I think it's gonna end up. You mean going Dan Quinn to... now? Um, yeah, 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 Dan Quinn. Maybe. Um, I hope Sean Payton takes the job, so I don't have to deal with this crap. I don't, year, I don't think he's gonna. I don't I think know. he's gonna take the job. I don't think um, he's gonna get it. Give us something uh, to watch: Netflix, Disney Plus, Hulu, uh, Peacock, whatever you want. So last time I think I gave you guys Coherence, which is a good movie. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with another one: uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. It's a Cloverfield movie, but it's not a Cloverfield movie. You don't That's have to the one watch. with the camera like Shuck, right? Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this one is like. It's it's like during the same timeline, but it has nothing to do with the other Cloverfield movies until like the last ten minutes. So you don't have to watch anything else. Apparently, you can watch it for free on Pluto TV. So there you go. 
that that's not an ad. That's just you know literally it's where not, you can access it. It's um, not an ad. It's what showed up on the Google. So uh, Justice Mosqueda on Twitter at Jew Mosque. Thank you so much for joining us and hopefully talking people down. Uh, we love you, and I hope you have something delicious for dinner. I hope so too. Yeah, anytime. Want to give a big time shout out, big time thank you to Justice Mosqueda for joining us. It was a very interesting conversation. Obviously, a lot of fun. Justice is just super cool, and I really enjoyed chatting with him and talking with him um, about anything, but um, obviously specifically about the NFL and football and stuff. And you can follow Justice on Twitter at J U M O S Q. Um, it's kind of hard to say out loud. J U M O S Q. Um, that is his Twitter handle. You will not regret it. Um, we're going to make it through. All right? I know the, the, the first week is the hardest. All right? The first week is tough, and I'm not going to lie to you. It will be very tough for the next two weeks if the Eagles win the NFC. If the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl, it's going to be tough. All right, It's going to be tough, but we will make it through. We will thrive. We will power through, whatever you want to call it. We will do all of that together. On the subject, by the way, of the NFC title game, uh, we will have a um, – well, it won't be a post game, but it will effectively be a post game show that we do live this Sunday after the AFC championship game, because that game is second. Once we know the two teams competing in the Super Bowl, we will have a live show on the blog and the boys YouTube channel. Uh, you can join me there. We might have some BTB staffers pop in. We'll talk about the two teams, et cetera, et cetera, because we all love football. And so I will be doing that uh, for you know conference championship Sunday, as well as obviously Super Bowl Sunday. So you can watch that live. If you don't watch it live, you can, of course, uh, watch it after the fact on the blog and the boys youtube channel or listen right here on the blog and the boys podcast network i love you all i really do all right we're gonna make it through this thing i promise um i hope you have the best day ever you know why because you deserve it we will see you manana my friends as always go cowboys and peace out